Hi, and welcome to the Fire Up at 55 Plus podcast, a show about how to put yourself first in your second act of life. I'm certified life and weight loss coach Lori Adams, here to empower you to let go of guilt, take charge of your health, then find and fulfill your dreams. It's never too late, so let's get started. Who's got your back behind the velvet rope? Can you recall when you first set eyes on a velvet rope? Well, many years ago, for me, it was as a small girl nervously holding my mom's hand at a rare experience for us, a theater performance. There, letting ticket holders into an aisle, was a uniformed usher whose white-gloved hands opened and closed a red velvet rope barrier with the darkened theater the formal usher, and red-roped entrance, I felt I had entered a whole new world, which is probably why I remember it so vividly. Later, any time I was allowed to accompany my father to the bank lobby, I saw how the velvet ropes gave an important air to the business of all things money. It demarcated a line that had to be crossed in order to participate. So, importance, exclusivity, and boundaries. That's what the luxurious-looking rope meant to me, The fact that it was velvet, well, that was the icing on the cake that made the space inside intriguing and more valuable. My perception was pretty spot on because, of course, you know I had to look it up, and the history of the velvet rope stanchions date back to the late 19th century, used to control crowds, maintain order, especially in theaters and opera houses, for VIPs or reserved areas. Later, the ropes gained popularity in exclusive venues such as clubs, hotels, and upscale restaurants. Then, those formidable bank lobbies, museums, airport, and theme park lines for orderly people management. Fast forward to more red carpet events, award shows, and entertainment venues to create glamorous entrances. Fast forward a little more, and the velvet was sadly replaced by modern retractable belts, replaced by brand images for marketing. Yuck to the latter. If you're going to have boundaries, I favor lush velvet. Why all this imagery? Well, you know I always say words matter. And images that reinforce those words work even better to create the visions in your mind, your future that you desire, along with those you don't want, or the ones you have and want to release, for the transformed life you're seeking in your second act. Quote, People can take advantage of your kindness if you let them. Setting and enforcing boundaries is essential for self-preservation and maintaining healthy relationships, unquote. So said multiple award-winning actress Angela Bassett, who should know. You'll remember her from her Oscar-winning performance as Tina Turner. That was her breakthrough event in acting. Because, despite her talent, drive, and proven tough climb to success, Angela has remained a kind activist supporter of too many worthy causes to count. I was really impressed by her long list of charities. But most notably for our interest in this podcast, Bassett is a passionate supporter of empowering women. And her words here matter. There's a difference between kindness and the kind of people-pleasing that can suck the joy of giving right out of you. Self-preservation, that is, self-love and self-care, is like the oxygen mask you must put on yourself first in order to have your own happy, healthy life, the unique life you want that enables both giving and getting. So, boundaries. 
just as I've encouraged you to think of the term future self to your own unique identity instead, and this term self-improvement to self-development instead, I'm inviting you to consider the word boundary as it relates to your putting your needs first as your velvet rope. We've learned that habitual negative thoughts spring first to mind. When creating life change for the desired transformation you want, the I should thoughts come down like a hammer if you've been an excessive people pleaser. Shooting all over yourself brings up feelings of guilt that lead to doing things for others at the expense of yourself, landing you in resentment and overwhelm. On the other hand, when you do try to detour around guilt, you might land in over-apologizing instead. What to do? Start by observing your immediate thoughts and feelings when you're asked or feel expected to show up for others, to do something for others. Is your knee-jerk reaction to say yes, to go along, even if or when you're overwhelmed? If so, is that because it's the polite thing you've learned to do and have always done, like so many of us 55-plus women who grew up in the polite don't-be-heard, don't-be-seen era of young girls? Are you worried others won't like you, will have a derogatory thought about you, will abandon you, or will just never understand why you're ready to put your own desires first now? Again, what to do? You don't need to apologize. That will only reinforce the tired habit of selflessness. You don't need to assume the worst if you are ready to change. You just need to start with your own velvet rope, stepping inside a safe space you have designed that provides boundaries and permission to prioritize what you truly want. In her book, Permission to Put Yourself First, integrative coach and best-selling author Nancy Levin shares her own experience to become a boundary badass. I had spent years hiding the real me, she wrote. I was so afraid of anyone discovering my humanity that I was a champion of being a do-it-all doormat. I believed the only way I could be loved was by presenting my facade of superwoman to everyone in my life. I had to be the person everyone needed me to be, she said. I had to be the chameleon who would put her own needs aside to make sure everyone else's needs were met. Well, not only did I fail to set boundaries, but I never even dreamed of setting them. Doing so would risk making someone else unhappy a risk I couldn't afford to take. Do you feel that way? Why? Is it time to take a risk and feel good about the consequences ahead if they give you the velvet rope that makes you feel good about how you've done it? Nancy's quest for boundary badassery meant she had to stop saying yes to others' needs, wants, and desires in order to be loved and accepted. She wrote that she had to learn to tell the truth and create connection with others in a more authentic way rather than by wowing them with one selfless act after the next. Nancy's journey was up and down, bumpy, but well worth it, she says, giving her the kind of freedom she never knew existed. You'll know you're on the right track making those observations I mentioned when you can viscerally feel your reactions, both emotionally and physically. Nancy uses a traffic light metaphor for boundaries that are just right. In other words, boundaries that are natural to you that feel right. When experiences feel positive, you're in the green zone and no boundaries are called for, she wrote. 
The yellow light is when you're a bit shaky and unsure whether the circumstances bring up good or bad thoughts for you. In that case, boundaries should be within your eyeline. Think about maybe stepping into one. And a red stoplight is a clear sign that your boundary is so evident, has already been crossed, and brought up bad feelings. In this way, with these observations and feelings, you teach your conscious mind that progressive prefrontal cortex to pivot and overcome the negative subconscious brain patterns that led you to excessive people-pleasing in the first place. This conscious mind is part of our brain that we are always trying to develop to create the life that we want. So envision the velvet rope as your design for a parking space away from the yellow warnings and the red light hard stops. It's a boundary of your own making to keep intruders and intruding thoughts away. Again, how do you do that? Observe your reactions. Determine what you want next time. Next time you get a request or need from another person coming up. Think about how you want to show up for yourself to put yourself high on your own list. Recognize guilt when it creeps in and pivot with a kind but assertive response, as suggested by Angela Bassett. Learn to have your own back behind your own lovely velvet rope boundary. And when you're tempted to over-explain or over-apologize, remember this closing quote today for the episode that comes from Dr. Luann Brizendine. She's the best-selling author of The Female Brain. She says, no is a complete sentence. To coach with me one-on-one to reclaim your time, reap the benefits of boundaries and self-care, or to focus on weight loss results at Midlife Plus, please just send an email to me at hello at lauriadamscoaching.com so we can schedule an easy conversation about what you want. And to keep the transformational information coming each week, please follow Fire Up at 55 Plus wherever you download your podcast. And if on Apple, share a review and a star-worthy rating. It would be much appreciated. Hey, thanks for listening. To contact me directly, please reach out via email to hello at lauriadamscoaching.com. And I invite you to take a look at my flaming hot webpage, fireup at 55plus.com. That's fireup, the word at, 55plus.com. And until next week, make the most of your sizzling second act.